Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I just bumped into Chris Russell in the hallway. That's my guy. There's a lot of arm waving. Chris Russell loves Dan Quinn more than Susie Quinn, Dan's wife. I don't know if her name's Susie. I'm just assuming. Stephanie Quinn. He's very fired up about the big news that the commanders will have their second in-person interview. Their third interview overall with Dan Quinn early next week. He was squealing like a kid that's got an Xbox for Christmas. I mean, he was so pleased. I'm happy for you, Reeny, buddy, old pal. I am happy for you. Kick off your future law firm, Kandori and Murad. They're going to help protect your assets, update your will and trust. Something you got to do is you get a little older, you got kids, you got a family. Tough conversation, but they'll make it easy. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Go to kmlawyers.com. Mention GD, score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. Uh, let's give away some caps tickets, shall we? Caller number 10 at 800 636 1067. You've won two tickets to see the Capitals Tuesday, February 6th against the Canadians. Tickets and complete caps information and schedule are available at thefandc.com slash contests, courtesy of the Washington. Capitals. So we thank them for making it possible. Let's kick off the Beltway Blitz. Speaking of the Caps, oh boy. Yeah. I was talking to CK in here a couple days ago. I was like, I need Ovi to start scoring. I need the boys to get a win on this road trip. This has not gone well. 6-2 to two, they lost to the Avalanche last night. Sammy Silver joins us to break it down. Sammy, two days, two games, two losses, and they were both pretty ugly, huh? Yeah, not not ideal, especially at this point in the season where we're kind of getting very much into the thick of it. Um, you know, playoffs remain within reach, but this road trip is really one where this team wanted to go in and, you know, steal a couple games, get some leverage, and they just have not been able to do it. And, you know, the last 48 hours have, have just shown that, that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Sammy, this is kind of my worst-case fear. I didn't even have Ovechkin only scoring you know, eight more goals than me uh, over the course of the season uh, in my list of words. I assumed he would do his thing, but the underachieving in terms of points. Evgeny Kuznetsov has 15 points through 42 games. I don't care what else happens. One of your most highly paid players only producing like a, a, a part-time fourth-line goon is simply not going to get it done uh, in terms of this. This is kind of like that doomsday scenario for the la- trying to squeeze the last amount of uh, drop of liquid out of that sponge that was the Stanley Cup team. 
Yeah, I think it's it's been it's been tough for for both of them this season. I mean, with regard to Ovi, I mean, it's it's hard. You know, it's is it father time? Is it an injury? Is it something else? I mean, there are just questions that we don't know the answer to. And I think watching Ovechkin, he's still finding other ways to you know chip in offensively. You know, he's getting his assists and you know, finding ways to try and chip in, but otherwise they're just not falling for him this season. The shooting percentage has taken a hit. The goals obviously just aren't coming as easily in the past. And then, you know, you look at who's that self and the consistency is also just not there. You know, at times it's just, you know, he'll be on and there'll be some really great plays and there'll be flashes of that, you know, Stanley Cup run who's that self that, you know, brought us such a long way. And then at other times, it's just, you're not, you're just not seeing much, whether it's, you know, the defensive play, you know, making things happen offensively, holding on to the puck, you know, it results in things like, you know, turnovers or, you know, bad bounces, or even last night, I think, you know, one of his plays in the neutral zone led to a goal against and, um, you know, then the car goal, which then kind of the wheels fall off after that. Right. So I think, you know, looking at them, it's there, there needs to be some kind of something's got to give, but it's not just them. I mean, the offense as a whole, I mean, you know, with the exception of Strom and maybe Mantha, who, who's also had stretches of inconsistency for both of them. I mean, it's the offense is just not clicking right now. How do they fix this? Like if I was to tell you that they turn their season around and they get going again, what does that look like? Also, give me a guess at what happens at the trade deadline. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, it sounds cliche, but I think I think it goes back to simplifying, right? I mean, I think that you watch the Caps over the last 48 hours and there's there's times where they fall into the these deficits that are too much to overcome, but a lot of the plays, it's just sometimes it feels like there's a play being forced that's not there, or there's, you know, one too many passes, or there's not getting a clean shot off, and you know, when you go back to the basics and you play simple hockey, I mean, that's what wins games. You know, those simple passing plays, those garbage goals, you know, playing a full 60, you know, matching the speed that you're facing. It, there's so many things that can be resolved just by playing it simple, just going back to the basics, not overthinking anything. And that's that's what the Caps need to do. And at the same time, they got to find a combination that works. Um, with regard to the trade deadline, I can't say for sure right now because you look at the standings and are they in a playoff spot? No. Are they far out of one? No. Um, and, you know, because I think at the same time, their opponents aren't winning games either, which gives a little bit of a safety net. But at the same time, you're three points out of the wild card spot right now. If things turn around, I can see them buying and trying to upgrade if they think they're going to be in the race. But if they're still out of it at this point and, you know, they're further than three points, I think it's a different story and, and you're selling. So um, just just a lot to be seen here. Sammy, thank you as always. Talk soon. Thank you. You got it. Hit that wizard sounder, Darius. Our pal Ava Wallace covers the Wizards. That's why she's going to talk about the Wizards right now. Ava, they removed West Sunset from coaching duties. Why? Well, uh, you may have heard of their seven and what is it? Seven and 36. Let me write that down. Seven and 36. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, there was kind of a sense around the organization that the Wizards, believe it or not, despite their record, were making some, some, uh, some progress there, especially with their individual players. And that wasn't necessarily 
translating to competitive wins on the court. Um, so, you know, this is a team that's in a position to try a bunch of different things and see what works right now, and that's kind of what this is. What do we think could look different and be different with now a different mind at the controls? That's a really good question. I think something that the organization is, is interested in seeing is a different kind of head voice. Um, from the eye test, there's not a ton of accountability on this team. A lot of good guys, people who like each other in the locker room, not a lot of defensive accountability, not a lot of, you know, maybe something's being taught in practice that isn't being done on court in games, and there are no consequences for that. So I'm kind of interested to see if that kind of mechanism changes a little bit where, hey, no, you do what we're, we're told in practice, or I'm going to yank you off the court, something like that. Um, so I, I don't know if that could change. I don't know if just having a new voice will kind of refresh things. I don't know how much is going to change in the immediate uh, future, just considering there's a lot of changes coming with the trade deadline. You're going to see new players on this roster. I don't know how much uh, chance the team will have to teach, but it's uh, it's definitely going to be a, a big of enough change to have a different voice in the leadership position there. So this is what I can't get around, is what were the expectations that weren't met? In other words, for years when the team would go 35 and 47, nobody's getting fired after that, but now that they're designed to be bad and they are bad, that's not good enough. I guess I guess what I'm asking even in a, in a fancy way is, what are we being judged by here that says, okay, our expectations weren't met? What were the expectations that we were supposed to be doing that aren't being done? To me, that is the million-dollar question because it, it, exactly as you said, okay, you were supposed to be bad. You are worse than expected. So is it the fact that West Unsold Jr. couldn't get a team that was, you know, yeah, we're supposed to be bad. We're not supposed to be three games ahead of the Pistons bad. So is it something where uh, you're falling short of internal expectations in terms of the definition of bad? Is it something that, okay, really the group actually does work and maybe there's this one part that isn't functioning, so we have to change that one part? Um, but I, I do think that's the question, and that's a valid. Oh, no, Ava. Oh, no. You were doing so well. Oh, no. Everything was going swimmingly. Mm. Just breaking down the Wizards and their decision to move on from West Unseld Jr. Do you think it's weird that they didn't just fire him outright and they put him in the front office? And as a second part to that question, and I hate to ask it this way because it is cynical, but... His, his name is Wes Unseld. Yeah. If his name was Wes Ruye, does he just get fired today? It's all possible. I, I will say it does feel kind of teddish, right, To for a team that's bad, not necessarily just to, to pay a guy for another year plus that's not going to coach for you. If you still think it's a good basketball mind, it could be working with players and, or do something else elsewhere, that's fine. But it, it, it does feel a little odd. Hey, if I'm going to ask you what I asked Danny. We can pick up here. Is it weird that they didn't just fire him outright, that they moved him to the front office? Um, It is and it isn't. So it is not weird because um, I think Michael Winger, the president of Monumental Basketball, genuinely likes working with Wes Unsell Jr., thinks he's a good basketball mind, great guy, all of that stuff. And it is not weird from a wider perspective of Monumental Basketball, an organization that is right now, fighting a PR battle and they've got a big arena move on their hand and something that wouldn't be necessarily smart mm. for them to do would be to part with the unselled name. So I think there's a legitimate thing here where, yeah, we want him around. We like what he has to say. We want to pick his brain. He is under contract anyways. And um, yeah, it's, it's a smart PR thing too. So for me, I, I hate to just do it this way. Um, 
I, again, we, we all knew they weren't designed to be a great team. This was not a team that's the, Mil, got Milwaukee-level expectations where they're letting go of a guy despite being 20-some games over 500. Maybe they should be 13-30, and 30, not 7-36, and 36, whatever. Um, I don't know how to say it better than this, Ava, but this is my opinion. I want your take. I think this Jordan Poole thing has just not worked to such a degree, and at times he's been unserious and shooting 40% from the field and can't be found at certain points. Just doesn't seem to be working at all. I don't know whose fault that is. I don't think that's a Wes Unseld design problem, is it? I mean, I think that's kind of why we're here. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily the one reason why we're here. And if it is, I mean, if it is, that's a problem because that's uh, partially on the on the front office who made that trade, of course, and are the ones who kind of believe in Jordan Poole. Um, I don't think you can pin it all on kind of the failure of one player to live up to expectations um, at all. But I do think it's a part of, you know, taking a look at, okay, are, you know, does the roster not fit with the scheme that Wes Unsell Jr. was teaching? Does it not fit with something that was happening from a coaching standpoint? But no, I, I don't know how much uh, that one player gets gets pinned on or one trade not working out. Uh, you can point and say this is the reason why Wes Unsell Jr. is no longer in his job. Ava, Ava, we appreciate you. Great as always. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ava. Be good. Let's talk football. Michael Phillips, Washington Times, is where he's playing his trade. You also hear him as part of our Odyssey family down in Richmond. Hey, Michael, why don't we start with this Dan Quinn news? A third meeting, second in person, scheduled for early next week with Dan Quinn, which sounds fine, except I'm expecting a Ben Johnson press conference right around then. Yeah, they're lining up the schedule for next week, right? That kind of flies in the face of your Ben Johnson timeline of, you know, they, they get it lined up right away after the game or they do the in-person Remember, if Monday. he wins, then you can't hire him anyway. No, but you can still meet with him in person on Monday. Right, but and, you and might as well waste some more time and just waste Dan Quinn's time, too, if you want to, and pretend like you don't know who it is yet. I, I'm, su- I'm surprised by the second in-person meeting. The first one, you want to <laughs> cast a wide net. You, you, you want to see you, you want to see what these guys bring to the table. You want to scout their personnel. He's a defensive coordinator for uh, for for an opposing team. Uh, but but yeah, that, that that's a head scratcher to me. Uh, I I do. I'm not nudging off of my Ben Johnson stance though. I, I think he's the guy, and I think it gets done. It could be insurance against whatever's happening down in Atlanta, where Bill Belichick still hasn't been announced, even though they can sign Bill Belichick. If there's a fear that if that falls through, perhaps they send the market into chaos. Very possible. I just think that's really funny, Danny. <laughs> Phillips goes, it's the second in-person interview for me. That's what it is. Yeah, man. That's the one. That's two. That's the like, one. What didn't you ask him? We got to go see. Look at the resume. I, what else we've do all, we need to talk about? We've all done that. You talk to somebody and you leave and you're out the door. You're like, oh, shoot, I meant to ask about this. Um, traditionally, I don't schedule a second private jet for the next week to fly back and answer that question. But I don't know. I don't, I don't live that Josh Harris life. All right, let's say it's not Ben Johnson because somebody comes in and does a godfather offer or Arthur Blank you know, just says, whatever your best offer, I'll give you 1.5 as much or something crazy happens, then what? Well, I think that's why you're interviewing Dan Quinn. I think that's why Raheem Morris is in the building. I love Raheem Morris. Lots of people love Dan Quinn. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, uh, weigh in on which guy is the guy because it's an inexact science, right? We'll go through this with the draft as well. You know, oh, I'm a, I'm a May guy. I'm a Jaden Daniels guy. Look, I'm a Jaden Daniels guy, but I, I'm not coming at this 100%. There's lots of good candidates out there. Mike McDonald, by the way, I don't think we talk enough. Maybe you guys talk enough. 
Uh, I don't talk enough about how all this dude does. He's 36 years old. All he does is shred Kyle Shanahan offenses. And by the way, that's what the whole league is trying to do right now. I think this guy's a full-on star on the rise, too. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, So you said you're still on the Ben Johnson train. How confident are you? Uh, Very, very confident. I I think you look at, you know, you're reading tea leaves, right? So one of those is the two guys they bring in to be a part of the search committee, Myers and Spielman. One's got ties to the general manager. One's got ties to Ben Johnson. Uh, You know, you look at what Josh Harris has said, culture matters, right? They don't say culture anymore because that's Ron Rivera's word. You kind of don't want to say the word of the guy who just left but didn't get the job done. Uh, But but everything they've inched towards is we need somebody who's going to set a tone, be a leader of men. Uh, that, That is Ben Johnson. He is an offensive, sharp mind, right? He's that. But he is also a Sean McVay style leader of men not to suggest he is Sean McVay there, there's one of that guy um, but but he his leadership skills are very strong and very well praised that's that's why I like Raheem Morris too uh, you know defensive side of the ball uh, that that's an issue potentially uh, but if you if you can't find Ben Johnson I don't know that there's a second place offensive coordinator who fits that bill Miguel I obviously the biggest order of business is that head coach that matters the most I'm not suggesting it doesn't but the way I've been thinking about this this is there are a bunch of big old piles of dirt there in Ashburn, and Adam Peters is the vacuum cleaner. Where are you pointing him first to say, clean that up? Within the team or, or like, whole, you got whole reign of the building? Anywhere, right? I mean, he's, he's the fixer. So, obviously, the head coach is the biggest pile. What's the next biggest pile of dirt he's got to clean up? Yeah, I, I think you've got to find a way to turn this defense into something workable, right? Because you have pieces. Opening day defense this year, Danny, had six first-round draft picks, and the head coach is an alleged, you know, defensive the guy and knows his stuff and they underachieve all year long. You've got pieces there. You've got to make the decision. Either this is something we can work with. Here are the band-aids I'm bringing in. Here are the guys I'm signing. Here are the coaches. Or you got to decide we got to blow this up. Let's get a whole heck of a lot of draft picks. I'm good either way. He's smarter than me. He can make that decision. Uh, I just feel like it's a very pivotal moment for that defense before you start committing a lot of money to a lot of guys. you got to figure out what you got there. Michael, you're a sweetheart and a doll baby. We love you. Thank you. Take care, guys. See you, buddy. Be good. Michael Phillips joining us on Grant and Danny on our Beltway Blitz. Uh, all right, a couple things we got to do. I want to get into who people are rooting for for the Super Bowl. So let's do that next. Plus, I just got a hilarious tweet from someone that I want to read and pick apart and eviscerate. So we will do that <laughs> as well right here on The Fan. We are eight days away from what is going to be an incredible live event. You guys got to be there. It's going to be fun. 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 live. February 2nd, Bethesda Theater. All your favorite radio shows together for one night, off air, on stage, and uncensored. The Junkies, present, B. Mitch and Finley, here. Grant and Danny, check. The boys from Bit Season, ready to roll. All the producers, Darius, Ryan, and the crew, they'll all be there. Presented by Main Street Bank. It's your local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. I am excited for that event, Danny. It's going to be a good time. Bethesda Theater.com for tickets. From Bethesda! You're damn right.
I love that theater. It's a great spot. It's a great place to see a show. The food's unbelievable. All the drinks will be flowing, hanging out, talking, believe to each other. It's going to be fun. Is there any way we sell that thing out? There's 500 seats there. That's I, a lot of seats. So I saw um, one time the junkies were like going to be somewhere and a thousand people came. So like, I think if you took everyone else off and just were like, listen, Cakes and EB are going to sit down fireside chat style and Eric's going to go through his mail. I think you get a thousand people to see that. All right. So that's my feeling. Do you, I mean, do you guys remember the madness at Tyson's Corner for those bobbleheads? The bobblehead. I do. I mean, the amount of people that showed up for that. Insane. Now. It's great. This is not me taking away from the junkies. They're legends. I've been listening to them since I was 10. Uh-oh. People do weird things for bobbleheads, man. The, the, the bobblehead. And I was about to go hard in the paint with this when I have. 300 of them in my basement. You guys have seen the... Like, people do weird stuff. Cut yeah. to Grant's basement. Wall of bobbleheads. Yeah. been to every bobblehead game in, like, minor league baseball within four hours in the last th- three years or something. So I'm a weirdo, too. But, like, the bobblehead craze is kind of nuts. People love a bobblehead. But, yeah, I, they also love the junkie. So you might be right. But, like, that Tyson's Corner thing, if they were just sitting on stools talking, is, is the line around the whole mall? Maybe it is. I don't know. I just... You and me... The Junks, B. Mitch and Finley, people listen to the radio. That's nice of them. People listen. 500 seats is a lot of seats. It's a lot of seats. It's going to be filled by people. I want it to be. Come to see us talking shop. Buy it's going to be fun, man. Tickets. I did hear that tickets have been selling very well. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. And uh, I don't think we have anything to do with that, but I'll, I'll say flattering as if we do. Yeah, it's like we're going to take a lot of credit for people that want to come see the Junks in person. Uh, you're working on your stand-up set still? Yes, indeed. Did you finish writing all of your... When I say your jokes, what I mean is your mean commentary about yeah. your, your peers. So it, it it has ended up that way. And I don't know that it was supposed to be, but this is where we are. What did CK say when he came to you? I'll find it. Actually, do me one better. Clary, do me a favor. Call up our boss and see, or, or if he's still in his office, I don't know. Go grab him and see if he'll come on with us. Because I want to know, does he expect and is it okay with you basically... Turning this into a roast of everybody. Here, here was the exact text. Hey, would you be up? Uh, would you be open to doing about ten minutes to warm up the crowd on two two? Uh, better than two two twenty two. By the way, that's my own editorial. Well, uh, by the way, think about that. Yeah, two years to the day. I hope we join on that so hard. What would be really funny is if we get Doug Williams to come out and sit on a stool. Doug, and then he what goes, is it? And they're like, Doug, what's tonight about? And he goes, It's one oh six seven. The fan live. And that's like how we open the big show. That would be really funny. We are the commanders. <laughs> <laughs> we are radio personalities. And like uh, you just call it that. Sid, would you open to doing uh, 10 minutes to warm up the crowd on 2-2? Like a little station-related stuff or whatever you're comfortable with. So station-related stuff oh, is right wow. there. Station-related stuff for sure. So I tell you what happens when you say station-related stuff. Jokes involving people at the station, yeah, it turns real roasty Wait, real quick. Did he say, or did you just add that on your own, where he said, or whatever you're comfortable? He with? says, or whatever you're comfortable with. All right, then you're probably fine. I believe we've got him here. Now I'm comfortable with this. I don't know that everyone else is going to be there. Boss, how are you? Hey guys. Uh, so sorry to bug you, but Danny was workshopping yesterday some of his set to me, and it is very roasty. It's it's just him unloading the clip on anyone he wants to in the building. Was that what you had in mind when you asked him to do a set, or is that okay? Well, so I, I heard you you mentioned that I said, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. And yep. what I meant by that is be as mean as you're comfortable being. Okay. Here, we, here we go. Is everyone going to do okay yeah. with that? Can, yeah, think? can I have immunity from whatever? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we could talk about who might not be okay with that if you want to. Um, we could we could make like make some rankings on that. I, I have some ideas, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to have – maybe they won't hear it. Maybe they'll be backstage and they won't even know. Danny's already backpedaling on his Brian Mitchell joke. He's like, I- I'm afraid to do this B. Mitchell Well, that's a, good, that's a good idea. It's I a, would backpedal on right. that. Because I'm going to be honest, it's a good one. It's and funny, though, I, because it, mm. with everybody else, he's like, oh, I, I'm like, whoa. He says this one. I'm like, Jesus, dude. He says what this one. Do, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then the B. Mitch one was like totally harmless and fine. And he's like, I'm kind of afraid about saying this one. And I'm like, that's the one you're afraid of saying? What I would do is not do any Brian Mitchell jokes. I Just would <laughs> train my sights on somebody else if I were you. Yeah. Like anybody else. Or or like tra- anybody else. Yeah, or you said train. I could just train for the rest of my life to try to be a, a fraction of the physical specimen he is so that I wouldn't be choke slammed to death at the slightest uh, to, slight. To run away from him. Yeah. To run away from him. But that sounds like otherwise you're kind of giving him carte blanche here. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't don't like, you know, don't like absolutely destroy somebody unless it's Chris Russell. But right, uh, other on. than that, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's fair game. Let so, me delete a couple of these. Will you be warning anybody that this is going to happen, or is it just surprise? No, and again, a, uh, a lot of the guys will be backstage, and I think you can, you know, uh, I'll give you the run of show, of course, beforehand, and you can say, okay, well, this guy's not going to hear it, this guy's not going to hear it, this guy's not going to hear it, and then um, I think take your chances. Oh, that's, that's, the, a- that's the great way to do it. Oh, because I was kind of thinking more roasty where we're all sitting there reacting to the jokes. So really, no one's going to hear anything you say. Well, unless someone wanders up, because the way the where the green room is at the Bethesda Theater, it's downstairs, and you come up kind of backstage, and then there's a, a stage right, or kind of it's actually stage left for us, where we, we would be able to come out. And if you happen to be on the side, you'll hear every word. But if you're downstairs kind of in, in seclusion, you won't know. So maybe that's the way to do it, is to use security and keep everybody downstairs until it's time for them to come up. Correct. I think so. We're not going to introduce everybody all at once, too. So I think, you know, there will only be maybe four guys that come up first. And I'll give you a list of those names. And, okay. and you can safely assume that, you know, you get those jokes, out of, uh, you know, about uh, uh, Jason Bishop out of the way. Yeah, do the, the junkie first, jokes maybe. first. <laughs> or yeah, we could do them at the those. end because Bishop will already be gone. You could do that. You could do that. Yeah, Wait till leave the early. Um, okay. Well, this sounds like a good thing. So are we. Is everyone not on the stage at the same time at any point? I think at some point we will have everyone on the stage certainly at the same time. But um, but I think the main, you know, the goal is to kind of put different combinations of people that you've never, you know, seen or heard together before on stage. See how that, you know, what comes from that. Um, different combinations of shows, different combinations of maybe one person from one show, a person, another person from a different show. Uh, different stations, that kind of thing, and, and see what happens. And then there will be a time where everybody's on the stage together, and it'll be mass pa- pandemonium uh, and chaos. Love it. All right, this sounds like a lot of fun. Did Danny coordinate with you on the God mic yet? I, I actually preemptively coordinated on the God mic. Um, uh, you know, told I was going to work on the God mic, and he assured me that they already have a God mic. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it's a real it's venue. A professional theater. Thank goodness. So then he then he accepted the terms. You're willing to do it if they have a God. As, as long as it, because I mean, everyone likes to make fun, which is fine. But can you imagine if it's like this really cool event we're having people come to, and then I just sort of walk out on stage and try to shush people like I'm a substitute teacher and then do like five or seven minutes to, of, of hopefully crowd control and get everyone interested? No, you need an well, introduction. Danny, you need to do it the right way. How are you going to know when you're, you know, 10 plus minutes is up? Like how... 
You got well, a flash in the spotlight, uh, a little uh, you know, flashlight on. I would love for someone to keep time, but again, I'm a pro. I will figure that out myself. I got a little alarm on my watch. I'll handle it. Okay. All right. All right. I was going to do that for you, but if, if you think you got it. Well, you've got to manage all these other personalities and, and prevent either uh, me getting beaten up or lawsuits. So you got your hands full. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and thank you for doing this. Um, it's going to be hilarious. I, I hope you hurt a few feelings, and um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing it. There are going to be some hurt feelings. Oh, there will be feelings hurt, for sure. Uh, all right, thank you. We're excited you, about this. Remember, and there's our boss, CK, uh, joining us here. The big event is a week from tomorrow night. So it's Friday night at Bethesda Theater on February 2nd at 8 p.m. And it's both stations, everyone that you hear all day long, in the same venue, sounds like on stage at the same time, should be a good old wacky. I'm just looking at the joke that we're both talking about now. I mean, he, he might punch me in the face, dude. Eh, I don't think he will. You don't think he will? He's I, such a nice man. Yeah, I, I, he's too nice. And and it, the joke, the, your jokes are way meaner for other people. I thought you took it easy on him. Well, that is bit. true. But uh, but it's going to be good. And if you want to see Danny get punched in the face, that's possibly going to happen. <laughs> that's part of the night. It's not a lock. <laughs> I would say if there's a 92% chance that Ben John- Johnson gets the job, and there's like a 1% chance that Ron Rivera is hired as the defensive coordinator. The chance that you get punched in the face is like 11%. I could, see, like, stick aside, I could see someone coming after me. It also depends if I'm just not doing bits here. Like, have people been drinking? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, kind of the point. You know, a lot of times when we do these events, we get there early, we get to the green room, everyone starts having cocktails. And by the time we get out on stage, people are feeling pretty good. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, what kind of shape is everybody in as you start saying things that bother them? That's also an important That's question. also part of it. But buy your tickets now. It's going to be worth your Bethesda time. com people. Who are you excited to see play in the Super Bowl? Which teams do you want to win this weekend? We'll get into that next on Grant and Danny. So Danny was just running a couple jokes by the guys in the producer. I know, I know how that sounded. Okay, but it, I just got to. I hope you're not upset. Um, here we are. No, I, no. Listen, I deserve it because I'm I'm throwing uh, missiles at everybody else. So, <laughs> so Ryan's just like guffawing, and he goes, "CK is going to be okay with this, like that." And we're like, "You, you were in the room. We just talked to him. He just said he can tell jokes." And he's like, you, you might want to run some of these by him. And I said, that we, that's literally why we just called him. It's why we had him on. We asked for permission. He gave us permission. And Danny goes, listen, I don't want to sound like a tough guy. I didn't do it in that voice. No, no, no. You, but you said, I don't want to come off like a tough guy here. And then Danny said, it's a little bit tough, but I'm just going to quote him. When you light a, <laughs> when you invite a lion. Why are you doing that voice? This is what you said. But I don't. I didn't say it like that. He. What you said was when you invite See, a lion. Doing the voice, you can hear him do it, right? Into a gazelle. What did you say? Gazelles. A, a gazelle pen. Into a gazelle pen, you get the lion. That is such a tough guy line. I know what it sounds like. Like I'm eating. Like I'm. Yeah. A, I'm a carnivore. Uh, you're you're Not Zeke Elliott with a little spoon. I'm here to eat. I'm a lion. When. It, it's an easier analogy to digest than when you invite the insecure, needy for attention guy who has an opportunity to make fun of everybody, to make himself feel less empty, to share thoughts and feelings. You're going to get that. Doesn't have the nice, the same ring to it as as the lion eating the gazelle. 
I'm not joning. It, it was just you very... are a little bit because you use the voice. Wow, well, that's not the voice. It's not the complimentary voice. No, but you—that's what you said. <laughs> you said when you invite the line. When you invite a line, you're you gonna s- get your blood. <laughs> you sounded like you were Keanu Reeves. I mean, it was just... When you invite a lion into the gazelle pen, you might get teeth. On a scale of a little to a lot, that was not a little, Ryan goes, you think it's going to be okay? I mean, he really is okay with it? When you invite a lion into a gazelle pen, someone's going to get bit. And you're like, so you guys are clear on the lion. FYI, (laughs) I'm not just one of the gazelles that gets away. (laughs) King of the jungle. Hear my roar. I, I know. I, I, just, I prefaced it, but I know what it sounds like. So good. How is it that Bill Belichick's losing his stranglehold on that Falcons job? I just saw where uh, our guy Albert Breer reported it gets less and less likely that Belichick gets the Falcons job every day, but would probably need to meet Arthur Blank in the middle a little bit with his demands. Seems like the Falcons are kind of moving on. Belichick is dug in on, I would imagine, running the front office. And they're not convinced that they're going to let him do that. The there's no, I guess there's. We were trying to answer this question over the over the course of the week. I saw them doing it on television, whatever channel this is on here, maybe FS1, uh, about an hour ago. Like, how could this be that the maybe the greatest coach ever, if not you know second or third, podium all time can't get a gig, and there's only one team that's interested, and they might pass him over. I think it's just because whatever we think of Jim Harbaugh. Right in terms of the outsized personality, in terms of the gravity that you know everything is sort of drawn into his orbit, you would have that times a million in theory with Bill Belichick, even though he's nowhere near as bombastic. He's nowhere near as loud and out front and, and screaming at people. And there's no catchphrases or slogans. But the idea that somebody in an organization who's quote unquote above Bill Belichick is going to be able to tell him what to do, aka, hey Bill, we're doing this, and he's going, no, we're not. We're going to do this. You really think that the 34-year-old whiz kid uh, with a trapper keeper and a, and a pocket protector and a TI-83 calculator who's who's got some numbers for Bill is really going to be able to tell them what for? He's going to be like, no, nah, in the 80s when I was with Bill Parcells winning Super Bowls with Lawrence Taylor before your parents even met, that's a no. You know? So I don't know. I, I could see people maybe being nervous uh, that it might overwhelm whatever you have going. Well, how about this? We got breaking news right now into the show via ESPN. So let's get to it. ESPN is reporting that the Falcons have made their decision and Raheem Morris will be their new head coach, according to Adam Schefter. Breaking news on 106.7 The Fans brought to you by Beat the Streak for tips to win a $5.6 million prize. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. So that is Raheem Morris's music in Atlanta. Nice. Bill Belichick going to be left on the outside looking in with the Falcons. He has not interviewed with anybody else. So if you just look at it on paper and you say the Falcons chose Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick, that sounds a little bit crazy. But is it crazy at all? But Raheem Morris is a good defensive coach, first and foremost. He is an outstanding leader of men, exceptionally relatable to players. Players love the guy to the point where you're going to be able to recruit. He's kind of got the opposite relationship with players that Belichick has. He's not going to demand any front office control. He's going to fit in very nicely, presumably, with Kyle Smith, who was here in Washington when he was here, with Terry Fontenot, the GM in Atlanta. Those two guys run that front office right now. I actually think it's a way better fit for them than Belichick. And with him landing, it's two things for me. Number one, 
That's one more vacancy gone. So it's now down to the Commanders and the Seahawks at this point in terms of who's competing for Ben Johnson, if you want to say that, although I continue to say that Ben Johnson's going to Washington. But number two, I was worried Raheem was going to get frozen out of this process. And he's going back to Atlanta where you'll remember he was an assistant coach not too long ago. I've forgotten about that part of his career. Because, again, he's been coaching for so long. It's weird that he's still so young. So he's right? a Kyle Shanahan guy. Mm-hmm. Those two guys have been running mates for years and years and years. They go back to their days together in Tampa, way back when Kyle was fresh out of Texas and Raheem was working his way up as a quality control coach all the way to being their head coach, obviously, for a short period of time. But, yeah, I think it was in 2020 he was last there. He was the defensive coordinator with the Falcons. Did he have an interim tag there for a handful of uh, games? Uh, at I want to say that he did. him being a defensive yeah. coordinator, yes. But he was the offensive coaching staff with Kyle early on in Atlanta. When he went there, was 15 to 19, was an assistant head coach and a pass game coordinator, wide receivers coach, defensive coordinator. That was a weird transition he made across the ball. And then he became the interim coach in 2020 after they fired, I guess it would have been Dan Quinn then. Um, But uh, yeah, now after going to the Rams with McVay, who part of the Kyle Shanahan tree is another one of his very good buddies in the league. The 47-year-old will get his second shot. Same division. He was with the Bucks, and now he's with the Atlanta Falcons. This was one of those interesting ones where, objectively, I'm going, this is a very good candidate. This guy deserves a gig. I hope he gets one. But I also wasn't that excited about having him come here for some reason. And it's, it's probably my own unfair, stupid bias from his time 13 years ago as a head coach that I can't get out of my head, which is not fair. It's stupid, but it's still kind of the way I felt. I was more excited about other candidates. That said, the universal acclaim and praise and how beloved and uh, uh, elevated he's been with with so many different people kind of speaking up on his behalf in terms of how sharp he is, how well he relates to players. I, I have not seen anybody kind of go, he's overrated or that's not true or he's just fine. Like It's basically universal, beloved, Sort of like the cool guy, you know what I mean? Like now, now you've got the cool guy if you're Atlanta at the table. A guy that's a, uh, you know has a good track record as a coach, especially as an assistant. What he did this year in LA, I don't think gets enough credit. They took a garbage unit without much talent outside of Aaron Donald, and he made them serviceable as this group went on a nice run and gave Detroit all they could handle in the wild card round. Really, really impressive resume. So good for him, man. I'm glad. So that leaves Seattle and Washington as the two teams with vacancies, six spots full. Two to go. I want to get into what this means now and takes off the table in terms of Ben Johnson, and we'll look ahead to Conference Championship Sunday next on Grant and Danny. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 